Thank God it's Free Range. You are listening to Free Range Radio Friday with your host, Michael Elves. Pour yourself a beverage and turn up the volume because here on 101.5 UMFM, the weekend starts now.
101.5 UMFM, this is Thank God It's Free Range, the Friday edition of Free Range Radio. I'm Michael Loveson, kicking things off for us tonight. Brand new from Alexa Dirks, a.k.a. Begonia. That was right here, a single she dropped yesterday in announcing her forthcoming full-length Powder Blue, which will be out February 24th of 2023. So mark that one on your calendar. Also on your calendar, Saturday, November 5th, tomorrow, at the Burton Cummings Theatre, the Brothers Landreth back in town to close off their Come Morning tour. Uh, I spoke to Joe and Dave yesterday. We'll be airing that interview in just a few minutes. Uh, but we're going to kind of keep it on a, a birthday cake tip here. Uh, Begonia, that album will be out on birthday cake. A uh, new album from Field Guide out on birthday cake. The self-titled record, we're going to play a track called Tupperware Reimagined. And uh, coincidentally, the Brothers Landreth album, Come Morning, also on birthday cake. Keep it locked here on 101.5 UMFM.
All right. Well, their latest album is called Come Morning. They bring it back home on November 5th at the Burton Cumming Theatre. The brothers Landreth, Joey and Dave join me on the line. Welcome to the show and uh, congrats on, on the new record. Oh, thanks so much. So, uh, I mean, did you guys purposely put the, the the home show last? Like, I know some bands like to start with a home show and then hit the road. Like, you know, here's the album release. Now we'll go out and, and take it out to the world. Is it is it oh. purposeful to kind of, like, come home with the record? We've been trying to do this for years, years and years. Our, our preference is always to hit the hometown show last, and the reason being is that when you take a band out on the road, you spend all of this time developing this show. And what we found is that the from the first show to the last show, they, they hardly feel like the same performance at all. You spend all this time developing these subtleties and nuances and coming together as a band and working on your rapport and your sound and your blend. And we've always wanted to be able to bring that back home to our friends and our family with like a big triumphant hometown show. And it just never works out. The routing never works out. The timing is off. Um, but finally, on this leg of tour, we've now done uh, basically nine weeks of touring that will end with this hometown show, and the band has never sounded so good. So in the past, then, like your your last show, you kind of end some somewhere random and take that feeling home and just go, oh, I, I don't get to you know share this with the people I've grown up with? Yeah, yeah. effectively. Go, yeah. go ahead, Joe. No, yeah, in 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 a you know, I mean, we we rarely leave for a tour underprepared, but there's just certain things that happen during a tour musically. You know, you uh, it's just like you know, the, it's almost like the more time you spend together chit chatting in the van, the better you understand one another, and you get up on stage and you kind of play, you you play like you know each other better, and. Uh, uh, yeah, so I mean, and we've done lots of hometown shows at the beginning of tours, and they're never bad. Mm-hmm. But this one, we're just we're just so excited because you, you're just you're sort of in match shape by the end of a tour, and uh, yeah, it just feels so good. So you mentioned you know the chit chat in the van, like in, in terms of what ends up on stage. Obviously, when you're touring, that's a very like small portion of road life. How do you? find that you bring that to the stage like what what happens elsewhere like what what translates onto the stage and and what kind of gets lost on the road um i mean in, in a certain way like everything that everything that you do when you're living in a van together with a bunch of people that that kind of does become the show because the, the show is is everything it's why we're there Hilariously, it's the thing that we do the least of when we're when we're traveling and when we're on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, like playing is is almost, you know, it's it's the 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 icing on the cake. Um, and what we like to laugh about is that we kind of get paid to travel. Uh, but all that time spent, like that, just builds your connection. It builds your rapport. And so kind of all that and the sense of humor that you develop, the inside jokes and all the quirky things that happen when you're, you know, living on top of each other for a month or three weeks or however long that that stuff does come out on stage. It comes out in, in the way you relate to each other and the way you trust each other and, and the things that you laugh about. So uh, so in a, in a sense, I think it's, you know, maybe it's a little romantic to, 
to put it this way, but I think it's kind of all there. And when you come to the show, that's that is part of what you're witnessing is the bond of these people on stage, trusting each other to make art and music and creative decisions. In terms of building a set, do you refine it over the course of the tour? Like, do you say, ah, this didn't work here. I'm going to move this song up. I'm going to push this song back. Like what, what kind of decisions get made and, and continue getting made? Uh, lots, lots of decisions like that. I mean, we, um, Dave and I have always been very, very, uh, careful and, and, um, sensitive to how we put together the set list. And I think it, it just comes from, uh, years past, you know, especially in the early days of the band when we actually, you know, our biggest problem was we didn't quite have enough songs. You know, we, like our first record, the very first release that we made had nine songs on it. And so we'd go and play festival gigs where you'd have to play for an hour and, and, uh, nine songs does not an hour make. Mm -hmm. So we were always trying to creatively balance our own music with covers and um, and because a lot of our music sort of tends to exist sort of vibe-wise in a pretty similar spot. We have lots of kind of mid-tempo, mellow vibes. You know, we wind up playing in similar uh, similar tempos in a lot of cases. So we have to be really, really careful about how we balance the set list so that it still comes across like a, um, uh, like a show with dynamic and depth. And um, as such, you know, when we get out on the road, we usually have a set list in mind. And, you know, we're, we're, it's not like we're changing the set list around every night, but we're very, we, we often record the shows and we'll listen back and go, Hey, you know, this, this song is really not working in this position. Okay. Let's shift it around. So we're, we're, we, we kind of, we kind of, um, uh, or I, I think about it as like chasing around, that final 10%. We get the we get the set list, we get the show about 90% of the way there, but that last 10% makes up such a big part of the delivery of everything. So, you know, uh, uh, long story short, the set list definitely changes. Sometimes even the tempos of songs will ch- adjust a little bit, but usually it's 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 more in the in the smaller details of how we respond to each other musically and how we listen to each other and and um, that, and that's really for us where the exciting stuff really exists. Dave, I think it was you who mentioned earlier about rapport. Like, is it one of those things where you know once you've played several weeks together, you can just kind of intuit where the other person's going sonically? I think it. You know, in some cases, it it can happen that quickly, but typically these kind of musical bonds they take a little longer. Um, you know, the band, the, this version of the band. Obviously, Joey and I have an incredible amount of musical history together. It goes back to when we were kids. Um, but we've got Roman Clark on the drums, and Roman has been playing with Joey since 2017. Is that right, Joe? Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, 2017. And he's been a big fixture in our lives. He's, you know, We've worked together on a pile of different things and collaborated on a bunch of different projects. He produced a record for Joey. So, you know, that this version of the band in, in many ways has, has many years of history and, and playing as this trio, we've kind of had to relearn a bunch of things, the sort of the subtler arts of what we do in terms of just how do our, you know, as a bass player and a drummer, how do Roman and I find and lock into a groove together? Where does he feel things? Where do I feel them? You know, I tend to, I tend to feel things behind the beat a little lazier and, and Roman having to adjust for that so that we don't slow the set down. 
Um, so some of that stuff, you know, takes some time. And but yeah, I would say it's it's typically, you know, at the end of the first three weeks of tour, I feel like we were just starting to catch our um, just starting to catch our, our our real understanding of what we were doing musically. And I don't think it was really until this last stretch of dates where we felt like we really locked into what this band, this version of the band is capable. And, and I hope that as we go, it'll just keep deepening and, and we'll keep finding exciting new depths to plumb in terms of creativity and the things that we can do on stage. Mm-hmm. Now, Joe, you mentioned kind of like the variance of the, of the set and trying to kind of not have everything same in terms of sonically. Do you think of a set as like an emotional story you're telling or kind of a trajectory? Like, like, do you visualize it as, you know, some sort of path you're on? What, what kind of thoughts do you have about set building in that way? Yeah. You know, I don't know that we've gone quite as far as um, sort of uh, setting the set up chronologically or, or sort of uh, like big picture story wise, although that's a really good idea. And I might steal that from you. You're welcome to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Okay. I'll give you credit. Um, But, but we do, we really, really do pay attention to the arc. And so, you know, as I mentioned before, you know, in the past, we had a lot of kind of mellow music, and so we had to be really careful about how we balanced where all of the, all of the sort of more down-tempo tunes would go and make sure that we could still deliver the set in a way that was exciting for people to listen to. Um, and so we very much we very much set up the set in a way so that it's, it's got a nice arc to it, and usually, you know, it'll, it'll rise to a climax, and then it'll, it'll kind of um, it'll dip down for some some slower tunes and some more introspective sort of you know we we sort of affectionately call them vibey tunes and uh and we usually try to we we try to make sure that it's like uh it's a smooth sort of it's a smooth ride instead of uh a roller coaster mm. <laughs> for sure so i want to talk about the record itself uh you know released i guess back in the spring is that right now lost track of time yeah, May, I think. Yeah, May. So obviously you've had, you know, some time for folks to s- sit with it, um, but f- for yourselves, you know, like obviously I know with talking to to bands that, you know, the genesis of a record is, is well before release date and, peop- you know, audience's experience of it is one thing, but your own experience of it. Have you had time to reflect on the record and kind of like figure out what it means to you? Yeah, definitely. Uh, interestingly, I think more than we have with any other record. Um, one, I think we just we did a, a a real mountain of press for this album, and um, and and also it came on the you know the release of it was still sort of on the tails of the pandemic, and there wasn't a lot of touring, so we were we were sort of at home doing a mountain of press and rehearsing all these songs. So we were just kind of spending a ton of time with these with this material one way or the other, either playing it or talking about it, reflecting on it, making these creative decisions about how we're going to play them live. And in a way that I don't think I've experienced with any other record, I won't put words in Joe's mouth, but for me, for sure, this record had this strange way of revealing itself to me after it was done. Um, and and it's sort of, we, we grew to understand what it was really about and sort of the importance of it, what it meant to us, uh, over the course of these months where we sat doing these interviews and sort of 
people, you know, somebody would ask a question and it would cause us both to sort of pause and, and rethink something. And suddenly you'd get this new perspective on, a, you know, one song or the creative process. And, um, so it's been really, really cool to kind of get to know this record as it as it grows on. It's almost like a kid or something, you know, it kind of develops and um, and evolves over time. It's static in that we make it and it exists in its form. But the way we relate to it has changed and evolved and it's been really cool. It's been a really cool, cool process. You mentioned it being like a kid, you're both fathers. And I do want to ask, cause I know moms often get asked about kind of, you know, the impact of being a professional artist and how it impacts their, their role as parents. What is, what is juggling parenthood and, and musicianship and, and does one affect the other? Like, do you find that, Creatively, you're maybe writing about different things as a parent now that you maybe wouldn't have addressed in the past, or what? What is that experience like? Um, I mean, it, it's such a it's such a great question, and uh, and I I'm I'm grateful that you asked it. Um, I think and I won't speak for Dave because I know that I know that our, um, you know, our experiences are very similar, but also also different. But for me, um you know, getting, getting to be my daughter's dad and getting to know who she is and, um, watching her explore the world has been so inspiring to me creatively. And it's, it's really like, um, you know, we've definitely written some songs about the kids and we've, and, and, um, you know, we take them to every single show we play, um, but, uh, it's emotionally, I mean, not, not literally, um, but, uh, for me, for me, the, the big impact of my parenthood on, on my music has really been how I, how I show up to the table creatively. And that's very much inspired by her and watching her play and watching her discover her universe and watching her love on her mom and, and watching her mom love on her. Those, those things have a massive impact on the way that I play and sing and perform and, it's it's almost like it uh it it hits me in a in a bigger way um than just writing songs it 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 affects every aspect of of my creativity mm-hmm. Dave? um yeah <laughs> i mean that's that's put pretty well my my son's a little bit older he's almost three years old um and you know, maybe I'll speak to like a more of a practical sense. It's just, it's really reprioritized our lives in in that like you recognize that the the peak experience now is is no longer chasing um, chasing these artistic goals. It's it's really about being the best version of myself so that I can go home and and be the best dad and the best husband, you know, the most present family member that I can possibly be. And, and that's a lot more complicated than it sounds because the, the two are, you know, on the surface, they're at odds with one another because the more we do of this, the more, the more time we spend, the more, the more music that we do uh, and the more music that we play, the more time we spend away from home. But in doing those things, it allows us to be the most, um, the most honest versions and, and most uncompromised versions of who we are 
And then we take that energy home to our families, and, and that allows us to be the most present, happy, joyful, participating partners that we can be. Um, so that, that's been such an interesting challenge for us, finding that, finding that balance coming out of the pandemic when we spent two and a half years not leaving and be, just being effectively stay-at-home dads which also gave us this great perspective on gender roles and sort of the traditional, yeah, the, the way those kind of traditionally fall and, and how a lot of that is, is obviously kind of a load of, a load of crap. <laughs> and, <laughs> of you and, know uh, what. Yeah. <laughs> of you know what, that's my dad filter coming in. Um, so yeah, having a hard hard look at that stuff and then trying to reintegrate that into our lives as we move forward and we travel a bunch and because that starts to feel a little more like the traditional roles and how do you balance that out and how do you make sure there's equity and parity in your in your relationships so that your kids don't grow up seeing those traditional roles reinforced when there's no need for it. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's just been this wonderful, incredible adventure and really challenging and interesting, but really satisfying and and having kids at home, it, it just adds this immense depth to everything. It's everything becomes so much more important, and the time is so uh, the, the sort of the demands on your time are so high that the stuff that you do really matters. And suddenly, you become really choosy and really deliberate about the things that you want to do and chase and be a part of it. All with this goal of just sort of being the yeah. Again, coming back to that, just being the most present attentive parent and partner that you can be. Do you play your music for your kids at all to kind of like get, get a sense of their reaction? Cause I, I find like kids are very often like the most unfiltered and like give you the most immediate feedback on, on what you're doing and how you're doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, my, my daughter, um, I think both our kids are pretty big fans of the music that we make. Um, but my, my daughter uh she's a she's a very very avid music lover but she is not shy like you said she's got no filter so when she doesn't like something uh you know right away and she um although she's she's uh picking up new words every single day um the the uh the sign has been um when she says more that that's when she actually is asking for a different song uh. so there are certain songs that come on from my record, from our records, and uh, it'll, it, you know, the song will come on, and she'll look at me, and she'll go, "Daddy, more? <laughs> okay, you don't like this one. All right, moving on." It's a polite way yeah. of saying pass. It is. I, yeah, it actually is pretty polite. Actually, I was, I was going to say not so polite, but yeah, it is. Well, it is pretty kind. It beats the hard it, no, right? It beats the hard no. It does. It really does. Uh, before I let you guys go, I want to get each to pick a song off of Come Morning We Can Play for listeners. And if you have a reason why you pick it or an anecdote about it, I'd love to hear that. Sure. My my pick is um, uh, the song Shame, which is a tune that Dave brought to the table when he sings on the record. And uh, it's uh, it's not only one of my favorite songs on the album, but also just one of my favorite songs in the world. And I think it's just a, it's a beautifully written piece of music and uh i i can feel good about saying that because i uh i didn't write very much of it at all uh, i think i helped out with a couple of the chord changes but dave dave really uh, came to the table with the story and and um i'm incredibly proud of that piece of music oh thanks brother um well then i'll follow i'll follow suit and uh my pick would be corduroy 
uh, and for just a whole host of the same reasons, this is a song that Joey brought basically fully formed, demoed, and uh, and the song is an incredibly personal song for him, but uh, it just so beautifully articulates, uh, you know, just the most complicated and uh, confusing of scenarios and emotions. Uh, and I think the way he managed to capture that so gracefully and uh, and, and musically is, is really a, quite quite a feat. And uh, one of my favorite things about the song is the way it plays with sort of this really heavy, these heavy ideas, but presents them in this really light way. And when you get to the chorus, it's a super bouncy, feel-good thing. Uh, and I've, I've always enjoyed that kind of paradox or juxtaposition in music, and, and you just captured it so perfectly. So, yeah, kudos, kudos to Brother Joe on that one. We'll give those both a, les- a listen. Uh, Saturday night at the Burton Cummings Theatre, the Brothers Landreth, hometown homecoming show for the Come Morning Tour. Thanks for taking some time, Joe and Dave. Really appreciate it. Uh, it's always a pleasure, Michael. Hanging with you, Michael. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having us. Time was I didn't think about it These days it's the only thing on my mind I wouldn't be here without you And it breaks my heart to leave you behind When objects disappear Bigger in the rear view your heavy foot finds a gas Sure as a rising sun You wanna outrun them You best move over, let them pass Shame, shame, shame No wicked wonder It pulled us under
awful quiet in an empty chair You always had my day You were good like that Wanted so bad to be a good man Shame, shame, shame It's a crying shame
Come and take me away Back here on Thank God is Free Range, the Friday edition of Free Range Radio. You just heard River from Feel Like Going Home. That's Miko Marks and the Resurrectors. Uh, great record from the uh, Flint, Michigan native. And uh, shout out to the fine folks of Flint who are fighting against their government and government inaction, uh, the poisonous water in their lead pipes. 
uh, an ongoing problem in Flint. And uh, so to, to everyone out there who is uh, taking a stand against government inaction, uh, we are going to play some more new music for you. Man, so much stuff out recently that I haven't had a chance to uh, fully digest all of it. One record released last Friday uh, called Sweet Tooth from Malia Bomsawin. Uh, just finally kind of caught up to it, and it's it's fantastic stuff. Um, the uh, Wabanaki via Odinak First Nation singer, songwriter, and composer. Uh, really just all over the place sonically. A lot of jazz influences. Really love it. Um, she's one of the members of Lula Wiles. We've played some of their stuff in the, in the past. Uh, we're going to hear Lineage. Uh, we've got uh, a single from Ronia called Oh You and Me. We've got something from Girl Puppy which takes me back to the kind of Sunday's era static and silence type music, uh, the album When I'm Alone. Uh, we got a single from Louise Burns covering Depeche Mode. We got something from Eric Hilton, one of my longtime faves. Keep it locked here on 101.5 UMFM.
with CU. That's a cover of Depeche Mode. Um, kind of before that, uh, I did I did queue up or rather mention I was going to play some Eric Hilton. Uh, we're going to kind of start the next set off as we hand things over to After 8 Radio with uh, the Eric Hilton track. It's called Something for Bird. Uh, features the jazz great Brian Jackson. Um, we did hear Joni Yano, Portrait of a Dog, a new single from that uh, Torontonian. Great stuff. Uh, we heard Girl Puppy with I Want to Be There and we heard Ronia with OU and Me. Uh, as I said, after 8 Radio coming up right away. We got some more electronic music for you here as we hand things over, and we'll be back next Friday here on Thank God It's Free Range.
learn, wanna find, wanna know just who you are Wanna grow, wanna build, I'll be real with you from start, yeah Falling in, falling out, you forgot to fill your car But I'm feeling it out Let me tell her She a super woman and she my super styler I'm a hot woman, she brought it back to life, yeah And I know the mother boys are the boys only wanna one night, yeah But I want a lifetime, yeah Sign me up Where my focus is Don't know where I'm going with this But I'm gonna be so emotionless And the way you move me, girl Got me motion sick She a super woman and she my super styler I'm a hot book woman, she brought it back to life, yeah. And I know the mother boys are the boys Only wanna one night, yeah. But I want a lifetime, yeah Sign me up
If you see me with this 